But the uh, the History Channel uh, assembled a committee of historians who concluded that the accusations in the episode uh, were without merit. Um, and you the don't history, say. The History Channel apologized to the Johnson family and agreed not to air um, that uh, that episode in the future. And I know you're lying because the History Channel has never in the last 20 years assembled a panel of historians to do anything. <laughs> The History Channel just swore that they wouldn't like show that episode during daytime hours. So if you fall asleep with the TV on and you wake up at two o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance you'll see you that guys, episode. Uh, you guys, historians, it's ice road truckers. You guys, historians, yeah. Welcome back to the Trilateral Troika. This is Steve, along with the other Steve. I need to speak to the Great Yum <laughs> and Ryan. Uh, did you guys know that if you watch uh, the Quentin Tarantino classic Pulp Fiction, every single clock is set to 420? That sounds like something you would do. Well, in, probably in bet- fucking in between the whole time. Producers sending him feet pics, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you go back and watch it, every single clock in the movie Pulp Fiction is set to 420, so smoke him if you got him, I guess. If I ever met Quentin Tarantino in real life, I would like walk over to him and be like, oh, man, my feet are killing me. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so props to him for just being to see so what open he says. about his fetish. But also, is, like, he the, is he, though? He's a genius. Wait, wait, wait. Is what? he? Is he open about his fetish? Yeah. Is that even a question? Have you watched any of his movies and how predominantly... No, 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 I, I get that. I get that. I'm <laughs> saying... No, but I, I'm saying, like, does he, does he actually talk about it? Or is it, like, just implied... Well, it's it's pretty obvious because, like, in Inglorious Bastards, he he had to be the person that took off the one character's like shoe, in, and in also the scene uh, Dust Till Dawn end. with some Hayek. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Oh, that was a great movie. I mean, that was that was a kind of a hot scene, regardless with the snake and like pouring the champagne down. It. <laughs> you know who would have loved that? <sighs> JFK. Oh yeah, J- JFK, <laughs> famous. Famous presidential horn dog, you know. Let me tell you something. Was, Era, like what's I, her name? Selma. Selma. <laughs> if JFK what part of Cuba are you from? It would have blown his mind. <laughs> yeah, it would have got more than blown more than that, buddy. I, I think JFK said that, like, uh, I think from Russia with Love was his like favorite book. Ew! I get fuck. For real? Yeah. yeah so, so, bro. So I'm sure JFK would love like modern cinema, though he probably wouldn't have lived past the 70s. Are there, are there breasts in this one? <laughs> Show me those nipples. <laughs> Marilyn's got nipples the size of dinner plates. <laughs> I uh, took the bullet on purpose. The job, the job is terrible. I saw it coming and I thought, oh, that's a bullet. I gotta get out of the way. No, but, he was uh, like, <laughs> I, uh, I if you just could interview him, he, he would have just told you, I'm like, uh, I was so sick of fucking Jackie. I would have done anything. I was going <laughs> to jump out of the car myself. Thank God the bullet came at the perfect time. <laughs> now, isn't he a war hero, Steve? Like, didn't he get, he got shot yes. up and he saved his, like, platoon well, or whatever? Well, well, no, that's the, the reason why his, uh, is that a swift, is, swift boat theory? Up. Well, it, it wasn't a swift boat, it was a PT boat, and, which is, which is somewhat similar uh, but but essentially, what happened is his P- his PT boat was like cut in half by a Japanese destroyer. Um, then, <laughs> oh my god! No, yeah, and, he was really and, fucked up. And he and the he and the crew uh, got like marooned on an island, and then they eventually got like rescued. 
but he like swam one of the guys to like the island. I, th- I think he might have saved several of them. But but one of the things that's, that's sort of like that's sort of questionable about it is is the fact that like uh, the way the engine on a PT boat worked was that you could like never turn it off unless you were like in um, in port. Like you you always had to be moving once you were at sea. Like you wouldn't like stop the boat in the middle the of the fuck ocean. Is it like, like a shark where it's it's sleep swimming? Like well, well well no to get the engine like going you, you you couldn't just like turn it on on a dime, and it's like a fast attack boat. So okay. the idea, so the idea is that you're not supposed to be stopped in the middle of the ocean okay. because it would be like you stopping in the middle of traffic, and like on like I ninety five, just out of nowhere. Um, I mean, I, I've done that. He was on PT one hundred nine, and it's yeah, like a, it's, it's literally like a speedboat if you think. About yeah, it. it's it's like the like he mentioned the swift boats, and the swift boats are very similar in that it's like a small, it's essentially a small like torpedo attack ship. And it's, ah. and it's supposed to, like, it's supposed to attack, like, larger vessels and, and also be, like, a spotter. But the fact that, like, the ship was able to spotter. be rammed, um, like, made it, made it questionable. Say correct, spotter. <laughs> Wicked spotter. Be- because, because it's obviously moving faster than a, like, right. a destroyer. And for it to get, like, now, did he by s- a destroyer, it would, it would have to be doing, like, some ridiculous, like, Fast, like the the boat equivalent of like in the Fast and the Furious when they drive between like the wheels of the semi truck. Now did he did he stand there like and just stand like right on the middle of the boat as the destroyer was coming in and just go this is Swata like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, that, you, know that, you know that scene in uh, in Winter Soldier where uh, Captain America holds on to the helicopter. Yeah, it, it was it was like that, but he was holding together the boat, and then also the the destroyer was hitting him in the back. Oh, that's why man. his back's messed up. Um, also, yeah, that just, day in Dallas, wasn't he wearing a back brace? If I'm not I think mistaken? he I think he always did when he was in public. Like he he was wearing a back brace, so that's why he couldn't immediately fall over, which is probably a good reason why that second shot just kind of seriously domed him, as he couldn't get down because you can't bend, right? Like I'm not yes. crazy thinking that, right? But uh, this is this is our uh, part two on JFK conspiracy theories. Uh, uh, last one. time, it's not a conspiracy. Last, it's really what happened. Last time we we discussed the uh, the assassination of JFK in detail uh, about his trip to Dallas. Oh, Steve, uh, he really died. Yeah, no, he he's actually gone, Steve. You don't have to <laughs> put the air quotes around that. <laughs> <laughs> conspiracy just the way you were phrasing it it almost sounded like he might not be dead like he, he the might conspiracy be like theory no, that's, of that's, his assassination it's like Tupac and Biggie it's not confirmed they're dead that's that's the bottom of the iceberg he's in he's in Cuba Air-Rod. chilling with uh, Tupac that was not me it was just a head of lettuce Era. <laughs> romaine cabbage he, he My JFK for- is fucking awful right now. Uh, this guy Ugh. Tupac's a hell of a rapper, but goddamn, he just will not shut up about his mother. <laughs> he, uh, <laughs> he, he became good friends with Fidel Castro when Fidel was playing <laughs> playing. Amateur That's what happened. He was a Tupac fan, and he was bumping the song, and he said, I, n- I know you're fed up, Johnny, but keep your head up, and he kept his head up, and he got shot. <laughs> there you go. Solved. <laughs> On the last episode, Ooh, we discussed the... <laughs> Yeah, New Orleans conspiracy theory, which was the uh, conspiracy theory that is uh, what most of the uh, film JFK by Oliver Stone uh, follows, which is the uh, conspiracy theory developed by um, New Orleans District Attorney Jim Garrison, um, who's played by Kevin Costner in the film, 
Um, and it's sort of like his theory involving um, Oswald and a number of individuals tied um, to the anti-Castro movement in, in New Orleans and, and other sort of like CIA um, and, and other sort of uh, shady um, intelligence um, operators. Hmm. And then the next one we talked about was also the, um, the CIA's possible involvement in it um, and how um, and, and how just sort of like a vague sort of uh, overall thing on the CIA, which, which doesn't really have as, as strong of, a, of an indication that they were involved. You know what's crazy is like now that I'm sitting here thinking about it, there have been a ton of people, uh, notable people who were assassinated in the 60s because you got JFK, right? And you got his brother, right? Like Robert Kennedy. MLK got killed in the 60s. And didn't like Malcolm X get killed in the 60s too? Yes, Malcolm X was also assassinated. Like the 60s were fucking a dangerous time to be like a figure. You know what I mean? Yeah, or, or, I mean, or not. Maybe I'm just like overblowing how serious it is, but I don't feel like people get like clipped like that anymore. Yeah, I mean, I think they do, just not in this country. I think the intelligence apparatus has made it very difficult, if not impossible, for someone to do that type of thing. Yeah, I like, mean, think, I think about this. Mahomes think about just this. Broke into I, fucking Nancy Pelosi's house. Well, yeah, I, I, I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist. I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, and I don't want to get too political, even though we're talking about the goddamn <laughs> but, president but you, of the United States. <laughs> but, but, hold on. I don't want to be more speaking about these but Jan- the president. Look at, but. Janu- <laughs> look at January 6th, dude. Like, they actually had stashes of weapons outside the Capitol. They erected a gallows. Like. Dude, they the <laughs> fact that no one was like actually killed on purpose. Like it seems like most of the deaths that well, were accidental. Well, well, a lot of the a, a lot of the uh, uh, like political assassination that tends to happen, or, or alleged political assassination that happens today, usually carried out by like uh, like the authorities. Um, for instance, like there, there are a number of like BLM leaders that, that have died under mysterious circumstances. Um, as, as well as other things involving like the, who the, the fuck LA- is targeting the Bureau of Land Management? <laughs> oh, <laughs> you're gonna need to sit down. Steve. Oh, the uh, gonna be here those, a while. Those crazy rednecks out in Colorado. Or we, whatever, we, right? we, yeah. we need to catch you up. We're gonna so we're gonna pause the podcast real quick. We're gonna catch Steve up, and then we'll no, we're not. <laughs> I would I would say I would say Quiven Quiven Bundy. Quiven Bundy, be, yeah, 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 yeah. that um, guy. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, like a lot of those things too. And there was like that one guy too. Like he was he was like a he was involved in like the demonstrations, and the um and, and the U.S. Marshals just pretty much just like murdered him, like Jeez. like like they just rolled up on him and just shot him dead, and and he was unarmed. The problem um, so- with the problem with being at those types of events too is that there's so many agents provocateur like from both sides that it's and and I'm not saying both sides are bad here. I'm just saying like there's a lot of people there who who. Do not share your goal. Right. And uh, so you really put yourself up for – and as it got more violent, for whatever reason – I'm not saying they, they weren't all violent. They weren't always violent. But as it got more violent, it got more dangerous to be even, even be out there. It was like really questionable when you were out there. I'm not saying anybody fucking had it coming. I'm just saying that, my God, like I'm surprised more people didn't die during that shit. Well, well, yeah, but but what I'm saying, like the the leaders were like were like killed. I, I mean, like this is like after the fact. Like, like you're talking like, about like after the all that stuff happened. Yeah, like like the like prominent like BOM leaders, like like after sort of like the demonstrations like died down and went away. 
Like huh. they, they they died under mysterious circumstances, and then uh, one of them get like chased down by like the Washington State Police and just gunned down in a snowbank somewhere. No, that was the one guy I mentioned before, the one that the U.S. Marshals the fuck just, is like, just like rolled too? up on and shot. Okay. Him. No, dude, there's like an air, like a fucking helicopter recorded the whole thing. It's like I've... from an aerial view, you watch like the like the okay, it's the marshals like run this guy down, just gun him down in the middle of a snowbank. It's fucking wild, dude. I've never heard of that. That's the one. Crazy. The one fucking time yeah, I cheered for the cops. There's, the there, was, there was there was there was also a number of uh, rashes of uh, of young black men um, hanging themselves from trees without without any sort of you know implement to uh, yeah, get there themselves was, up to a height to hang themselves. There was from a whole tree. bunch. Yeah. I remember that going on. <laughs> and, and, and then and the sheriff's no one, deputies just said, the, "Oh, suicide." Oh, yeah, these uh, these kids mostly just climbed the tree and then jumped out and hung themselves. The thing yeah, is, bro. is like no one sure. ever explained it either, which is crazy because it's like years later now from when that happened. Because that was well, in like 2020. Yeah, but but still, you know, you, you have story. to wonder because because the people whose job it is to explain, but it's it, not fucking, it's not ju- it's not Rosewood, like it's fucking 2022, well, like well, well, yeah, they're not burning down an entire town. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know, but I'm saying you would think that at some level that somebody would be held accountable for that type of stuff. Anyway, um, but uh, so, sort of in line with that is the the next conspiracy theory we're going to talk about is, is is what's sort of called the uh, the shadow government uh, conspiracy, which also sort of goes in the, the JFK film kind of the globalists. <laughs> um, they kill but, JFK, but one, they can kill you too. But but this sort of suggests that there is a a, a sort of like secret or shadow government uh, within the United States that, that's mainly composed of wealthy industrialists and right wing politicians. I agree um, that 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 ordered the assassination of JFK. I don't agree um, with that part, but I agree that there is a shadow government. Um, one of wait, them. Wait, wait, before uh, we go any further, hey, before we go any further, Steve, I want you to quantify that statement. You believe in the shadow government? I just think that the structures of power are so corrupt. That there are cliques that exist right now that perpetuate themselves throughout administrations and kind of uh, work well, things to the point where nothing ever gets done, well, and that that's the shadow government. Well, well, what you're talking about is would would be like a deep state, right? Um, which which is a political term that comes out of like Turkey. So we could differentiate, like a, but was, like I think was, to your common person, it's the same but, thing. But but the difference is is that the shadow government. Is is not actually people who are like in the government. Yeah, but uh, government, it does like, have like, a very specific like, definition. So like when I say like wealthy industrialists, in. it would it would be like if the Koch yeah, brothers and like Ted if like the Koch brothers and like Ted Cruz like got together and decided like we're gonna kill like Beto O'Rourke or something. I got um, you. <laughs> Listen, they might hit up Ted Cruz's dad, but they would not hit up Ted Cruz himself. Raphael <laughs> Ted Cruz's um, dad is still just <laughs> he is uncaught for the Zodiac murders. <laughs> um, one of uh, one of these uh, scholars, uh, a Canadian uh, poet um, and and former diplomat Peter Dale Scott, um, he Alanis Morissette, he he believed that Kennedy's uh, death was was sort of carried out by this, which he, which he describes that there's sort of like this shadow uh, government within the United States that wanted to push America into the Vietnam War. Um, and that he believed that uh, with Kennedy's death, it allowed for um, the reversal of policies um, that could be desired by the secret government in order to escalate the conflict in Vietnam, because it's believed that Kennedy would have likely uh, rolled back um, the conflict, um, the U.S.'s involvement in Vietnam um, after he got his second term. 
Um, we all know LBJ didn't do that because LBJ wanted to be FDR. And also yeah. LBJ had BDE, which as we all know is big dick energy. That's true. Um, in his book, uh, JFK versus Alan Dulles, uh, Greg uh, Pulgrain, um, he he sort of believes that it was uh, related to um, the Rockefellers family's uh, desire to gain control over the uh, the gold mines in Western um, area um, in Indonesia. Um, uh, it's speculated by Polgrain that because of Kennedy's close relationship with uh, President Sukarno of Indonesia um, and a planned 1964 U.S.-Indonesian summit, um, that would have led to Indonesia granting independence uh, to West uh, West Area, um, which was um, at that time uh, still a possession of the Netherlands. Um, and that it would have made um, it difficult uh, for the Rockefeller-owned uh, Freeport Sulphur um, to gain control of the mines. So they're trying to say if this is all like the Rockefellers doing? Well, well the Rockefellers with Dulles. Um, so he, uh, Polgrain contends that Dulles, who had ties Alan, to the Rockefellers... Right, yes. Okay. Um, through his employment at Sullivan and Cromwell, um, organized the assassination on their behalf to eliminate Kennedy's interference um, by easing Lee Harvey Oswald's return to the United States getting him a job at the Texas School Book Depository uh, before securing the mines by instigating a coup in Indonesia to discredit the Communist Party of Indonesia. I don't buy it. <laughs> for, no, for, for absolutely no reason. I don't buy it. <laughs> um, Jesus. In, in the bullshit. Book, I'm, listen, bullshit. I, I, I call bullshit because I am sticking to the CIA, or not the CIA, I'm sticking to the theory that the Secret Service agent fucking is the one that clapped him. That's it. Lee Harvey Oswald got a couple shots off, but that 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 headshot, that Brian, Duty headshot, this is a new episode. Came from the Secret Service. No, my opinion doesn't. You change. have to well, live. <laughs> you have to can't live in the past. Listen, maybe a shadow government <laughs> operative in the CIA who was in the Secret Service. The Secret Service agent was in the shadow government. Oh yeah, my god, it's he the was. Well, no, but he well, was Ryan, a member of government, so he's I, not a shadow. It goes Steve, I think, we I think what we need to I think what we need to examine <laughs> is where did when when the when the Unreal Tournament announcer said Judo, <laughs> where was it coming from? Was it coming from the car behind JFK? Or was it coming from the school book repository? Oh, yes. uh, <laughs> the, the fucking that reminds me. film. Oh, the Zapruder man. film with the critical moments here. Headshot. Oh my god. That rem- <laughs> don't don't be the guy who puts that on YouTube. Uh, I got dimes to dollars that says it is one hundred percent already a thing. Maybe. There's uh, no way it's not, man. This is the rem- internet we're talking reminds about. Me, I don't know why. It just reminds me of like the idea of whether where did the voice of the Unreal Tournament guy come from is such an aside. Because we were watching this video. And this guy in New York was like screaming at someone who was double parked. And this other guy comes out and he goes, Hey, stop yelling. Calm down. Go ask him if he turns the radio down when he's looking for an address. <laughs> guy's like, the other guy's like completely befuddled because it has nothing to do with the double parking. He's like, Shut the fuck up. And he's like, All right, but we're never going to know. <laughs> hey, well, okay. okay well, why, why is that a thing, though? Like, I, I, I know I, I do, do that. Too. I do it too. Dude, I bet you JFK did it. I bet you JFK did. Do you think you that's know, what. Do you think they turned the radio down when he got shot? 
they heard the first shot and they were like, hey, JFK, hey, uh, drive a turn. I bet down. you they turn did. Turn down a little bit. I thought I heard something. Man, this is irreverent. <laughs> Holy shit. I bet I you they did, though. I always hate it when the radio plays those sound effects. <laughs> Jack, 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 yo, I was like, you got to turn that down. He just got shot. Come on. I'm so sick and tired of hearing police sirens in my radio songs. Go oh, ahead and turn that down. Go ahead and call it. so bad. Um, in the book, The Devil's Chessboard, Alan Dulles, The CIA and the Rise of America's Secret Government by David Talbot, um, he goes into an examination of Dulles's career overall, um, which also touches on like Indonesia and, and helping like the, uh, the genocide, uh, precipitate the genocide that went, in, went on in Indonesia. Um, he, he posits that Dulles orchestrated the assassination of Kennedy at the behest of, of corporate leaders, um, though on the basis of perceiving Kennedy as a threat to national security. Um, instead of the, uh, instead of primarily to secure their own business interests. Um, according to Talbot, um, Dulles lobbied the new president, Lyndon Johnson, to have himself appointed to the Warren Commission, um, where then um, Dulles also arranged to have Lee Harvey Oswald take sole responsibility for the assassination. Um, in the book, he asserts that the conspirators behind Kennedy's death also murdered his brother, Robert Kennedy, who the conspirators perceived to be a quote-unquote a wild card an uncontrollable threat that would reveal the plot. Um, I, I also think too that like Ro- Robert Kennedy is also sort of like a, um, a a target of assassination, very much like um, like a lot of people in the sixties were, because he was actually like one of the last like politicians who were at, who was actually doing something for the common people. Yeah, um, he, he was the one that Saran Saran killed, right? Yeah, Sirhan Sirhan, but. Uh, because, because, like, for instance, when when he gave that, um, when, when he gave that speech at the uh, at the hotel, like up there on the up there at the podium with him was was Dolores Huerta, and um and uh, of the United Farm Workers Union, and before then he had actually gone and um he had uh, like 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 grilled um corporate leaders that the the United Farm Workers were up against about like why they weren't improving conditions and like why conditions were the way they were. Um, so, so he was actually a politician who was willing to like stick it to corporations, which is not a good look if you want to be alive. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, there's no quicker way to just become a, a face on a milk carton, or you know, people sending flowers to your house. Yep. Um, the the next one involves uh, the military industrial complex, um, and and this is sort of something that comes out of I uh, hate uh, those guys <laughs> of. Uh, of Joy T. Eisenhower's farewell speech um, when he left office on January 17th, 1961. Every motherfuckers about it. He warned yeah. all of us about it. Every history, cha- every history teacher in high school's like favorite thing to tell everybody. They love he it. warned like, us. What he said. <laughs> he um, in, warned us as he was going out. He said, he was "Be careful." Leaving office, and he told every last one of us. <laughs> said, "Watch out for Walmart. They're going to take out every mom and pop arms dealer there is." If you see Sam Walton, you strangle that baby. Yeah, exactly. If you <laughs> meet don't let that baby grow on up. the road, kill him. <laughs> Is this going to be on the test? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, and in his warning, uh, Eisenhower said, In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought, by the military-industrial complex. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Um, and, and this sort of leads uh, conspiracy theorists to argue that because Kennedy had planned to um, roll back or end involvement of the U.S. in Vietnam, 
that, that he was targeted by those people who had an interest in a sustained military conflict, um, which also included the Pentagon and military contractors. Which, like, that's one of those things that you say and you're like, oh, it makes sense. It, common sense says that this is kind of like, you know, these guys are going to be mad because JFK is not a fan um, of war, so he's going to cut off, like, the money spigot or whatever. So, like, it, in if you just kind of take all context out of it, yeah, it makes sense. JFK is cutting off the money. They're going to get mad, and they're going to have him clipped. But I don't buy that one either. Well, well you have to understand that, like, the massive amount of, of money that, that went into the Vietnam War. Like, like it's not just, like, like the, the spigot. It, it was more like... The you're, fire you're, hose. Yeah, it's... <laughs> It wasn't a. It wasn't your average, uh, you know, sink that you do your dishes in. <laughs> you were getting blasted with a with a three quarter inch fire hose. <laughs> a uh, a former Texas senator, Ralph Yarborough, um, who, who we talked about before, who was also one of the people Kennedy had met with. Uh, he stated, um, "Had Kennedy lived, I think we would have we would have had no Vietnam War, and with all of its traumatic and divisive influences in America, I think we would have escaped that." Did you just say divisive? Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, it's pronounced divisive, okay? It's divisive. Say it right, okay? Oh, man. It's uh, um, divisive. <laughs> it's quite a divisive subject here we're talking about. It's pronounced skibbity-boo-bop. <laughs> and you know it. I'm a scat man. <laughs> uh, according to uh, James W. Douglas... Um, Kennedy was assassinated because he was going to seek to taunt with the Soviet Union and, and that he was going to sort of uh, sort of roll back the Cold War in the way that Nixon did um, and, and sort of come to a, a mutual understanding with the Soviet Union. Um, Douglas argued, uh, quote unquote, uh, this was not the kind of leadership the CIA, the Joint Chiefs of Staff and the military industrial complex wanted in the White House. Nah, they wanted a war hawk is what they wanted. Um and, and also, too, in, um, in in the film JFK, which I mentioned before, it also touches on this. Um, and, and part of the conspiracy that kills him was with the uh, military-industrial complex. Um, uh, uh, for instance, um, L. Fletcher uh, Prouty, who was the chief of special operations for the Joint Chiefs of Staff under Kennedy, uh, was the person who inspired the character Mr. X in the film. Um, and he had wrote later on that Kennedy's assassination was a coup d'etat. Mm. Mr. X, I think I've ran away from that guy for a few hours in Resident Evil 2 in the remake. <laughs> you can't kill him, bro. He just constantly chases you the whole game. I just like when somebody brings ass. on the DMX in the background. You can shoot off his hat, though. Oh, yeah, that's right. You can shoot off his hat. But you, you can't you stop do... him. He still comes after you, though. Not, you not open up the door. It's real. Yeah, yeah, eventually, like, later Pop-pop. on. Um... The the next one is the the one that Ryan favors, which is the Secret Service conspiracy. Let's go. <laughs> I, fi- I find this Listen. one to be the most puerile and insipid. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> I hate you. I absolutely hate you. Okay. I have. I don't even know it. So this is my go. favorite one because before Steve even gets into this, if you take and you just look at everything, it is so perfectly American and fucking stupid that it's like yes. This is this is exactly what happened. Like it is the only reasonable outcome in the United States of America where everything has th- the most ridiculous and we live in the stupidest timeline. Like, so you this, say this that, but not one time have I heard you mention the Jeff Goldblum conspiracy. 
Oh, fuck. Yeah. Sorry, I forgot about that one. Um, so the, the House Select Committee on Assassinations reported um, that it investigated um, a, a Secret Service uh, complicity in the assassination and concluded that the Secret Service was not involved. Um, however, Bullshit. the HSCA declared the Secret Service was deficient in the performance of its duties. Um, among its findings, they noted that President Kennedy had not received adequate protection in Dallas, that the Secret Service possessed information that was not properly analyzed, investigated, or used by the Secret Service in connection with the President's trip to Dallas, um, and that the Secret Service agents in the motorcade were inadequately prepared to protect the President from a sniper. Um, they also noted, no actions were taken by the agent in the right front seat of the presidential limousine, Roy Kellerman, to cover the President with his body, although it would have been consistent with the Secret Service procedure for him to have done so. The primary function of the agent was to remain at all times in close proximity to the president in the event of such emergencies. Um, some argue that this is because Kennedy himself had asked the Secret Service to make itself discreet on the uh, visit. Um, yeah, that's kind of the whole point of era, uh, Please don't help me, Era. But you don't stick out. I mean, it's kind of their job. Well, well, well I think part of the idea, too, is because remember, he wants to, he wants to, he wants the people in Dallas to think that he's like there for them and that he trusts them. So, right. so he doesn't. So that's why he has the open top car. That's why he he, he told the Secret Service to possibly lay down. Um, however, uh, Vince uh, Palmera, um, who interviewed uh, several Secret Service agents aside to the Kennedy uh, detail, disputes this. Um, he reports that the Secret Service driver Sam Kinney uh, told him that requests such as removing the bubble top from the limousine in Dallas. Uh, having agents positioned beside the limousine's rear bumper and reducing the number of Dallas police motorcycle outriders near the limousine's rear bumper were not made by Kenny, uh, Kennedy. Mm. Um, in the echo from Dealey Plaza, um, author Abraham Bolden, um, who was the first African-American on the White House Secret Service detail, uh, claimed to have overheard agents say that they would not protect Kennedy from would-be assassins. Wow. Um, in the, but in I mean, the wasn't it JFK's own idea to ride with the top down in Dallas? Uh, it, I, I don't think it's ever been um, conclusively confirmed, but it, it most likely was his own. Yeah, I, I want to say that I read somewhere where he wanted it down, where he wanted to be like, it, hey, I want to say hello to my people. Even it's though it's a lot of hearsay. Him. OK, um, it, there's there's no actual like like documentation that exists if, if it ever did. Um, so, oh. so you have to really go by what, what people say, and there's conflicting reports as to whose idea it was, and hence why they're saying, like, well, Kennedy said he didn't want this. They're saying, well, no, some, somebody else said to do that. Right. Um, in the 1992 uh, book, Mortal Error, The Shot That Killed Kennedy, um, a, a boner manager um, alleges <laughs> <Who>? that... <laughs> you heard that, right? <laughs> boner meningitis. Now you, now you boner, found out why this is my favorite theory. <laughs> a bonar uh, meninger. No, his name is Boner. Um, he alleged <laughs> that Oswald, while he did attempt to assassinate JFK and did succeed in wounding him, the fatal shot was accidentally fired by Secret Service agent George Hickey. George who riding, Hickey. <laughs> who was riding in the Secret Service follow-up car directly behind the presidential limousine. Um, this theory alleges that the first two shots were fired that... Um, um, the motorcycle sped up while Hickey was attempting to respond to Oswald's shot. He lost his balance and accidentally pulled the trigger on his AR-15 and shot um, and fatally shot Kennedy. Um, Hickey's testimony says otherwise. At the end of the last report uh, shot, um, I reached to the bottom of the car and picked up the AR-15 rifle, cocked and loaded it, and turned to the rear. 
Um, George Hickey would sue Manager in April of 1995 uh, for what he had written in Mortal Error. Uh, the case was dismissed as its statute of limitations had run out. See, here's the thing, too, is that, you know, obviously we're only doing, you know, this is only one conspiracy theory out of a bunch, you know, for this event that we're doing. So we can't. Right. We haven't even gotten into the Dan Cortez stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The MTV Beach House one. Yeah. And the Dan Carlin (laughs) stuff and everything else. That, but, that Kurt that Kurt Loader was one of the three tramps and dude there, don't say his name he's gonna sue again. There's a, there's a lot more to just you know hey you know George Hickey fucked up and pulled the trigger because the car lurched. Uh, you know there's there's excellent evidence that the night before all the Secret Service agents were out partying, drinking, hungover, and George Hickey being the youngest. Or not, I'm gonna say I'm not gonna say youngest, but like the uh, most junior, junior. Uh, member of the Secret Service wow. squad. You went real hard on that first part of that J word. <laughs> junior, <laughs> junior. He was carrying the AR, which was still at this time a very new platform for the Secret Service to be carrying, because before this point it was all 38 specials. So carrying an AR was still a brand new, I'm not gonna say brand new, but it was still a relatively new thing for them to be carrying. So now you have. Can junior, you state that? What do you mean? Have you looked that up? Is that is that actually? I, I know the for case? a fact this is. Yeah, no, I oh, actually wrote okay. the book Mortal Air. It, it, so it, at the time, it was it was newer for them to be carrying the AR-15, and not going to say that he wasn't trained because he has to be trained. However, it's still a new weapon platform for them. If you don't have like, let's just say, you know, experience in Vietnam where it was really put into serious application, this is still something new when a car jerks and you know you you're 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 new, so you're. You know, understandably stressed. You're hearing gunfire. You know, you understand that. Oh shit! My one job, the one fucking thing I have to do, might actually be happening. I, it just lines up. You know what I mean? Everything just makes sense. That it wasn't intentional. It's not like he like aimed and <laughs> heard. You know, the Unreal Tournament you know, headshot. It was more of like he pulled the trigger and said, <gasps> "Oops! Oh shit!" You know, so. I'll say one thing, and uh, I'll keep it to this. Basically, the, you asked, you know, you said like more people aren't getting shot anymore. Like they don't see it as much anymore. Like just I the feel like nations in general, yeah, yeah. I just feel like maybe they perfected it in the late sixties because because <laughs> they everyone every big figure that's been shot since like the, since JFK, we don't know who the fuck did it. No idea. Or like we're not certain. Like, in JFK's case, we pretty much know who shot a gun, but we don't know if he was the only one who shot a gun, or if he was a patsy and he didn't shoot the gun, and there's so much supposition that he might as well not even be guilty, and then he was immediately killed. It could have been some Looney Tunes shit where there were, like, four different people with guns trained on Kennedy, and they all shot at the same time, so nobody yeah. really knows who whose bullet did the damage. I don't know, man. Can you can you guys imagine the Zapruder YouTube channel? <laughs> <laughs> like and subscribe. God, remember, can you go ahead and smash that today? subscribe button Bro, for more Reddit disgusting content? Fire! Reddit would be lit up if this yep. happened today. <laughs> R Dealy Plaza. R slash Dealy Plaza. Um. R slash Grassy Knoll. No. Um, questions uh, questions regarding the forthrightness of the Secret Service also increased in the 90s uh, when the Assassination Records Review Board 
which was created when Congress passed the JFK Records Act, requested access to Secret Service records. The review board was told by the Secret Service that in January 1995, in violation of the act, the Secret Service destroyed protective survey reports that covered JFK's trips from September 24th through November 8th, 1963. Also, too, um, which was brought up in the book, um, the Mortal Air book, is that your Carcano rifle that Lee Harvey was firing, is it, it fires a 6.5 millimeter uh, bullet, while the uh, AR... It's a 5.56. It's a NATO round. The the autopsy said that when they kind of like <laughs> reconstructed what they could, you know, of Kennedy's wound, we'll call it, because we got rid of all the graphic shit in the first episode, his wound. The bullet entry hole was very questionable, whether it was actually done by a 6.5 millimeter round because there are very good questions that were brought into play to say uh this was not not big enough or this was too small to be a six the 6.5 cuz the 6.5 round is far bigger than a 556 it is it, it, it's it's insanely bigger so they were like um you know we might have problems with the size of the bullet hole that was made that would completely discount Lee Harvey as being the one that actually made the fatal shot. Huh. There is a bunch of things, I'm telling you, it's like little shit that, that kind of comes together, you're like, oh man. Yeah, Lee, you definitely took a couple pot shots at him, and you, you definitely paralyzed him, at bare minimum, you definitely paralyzed him. But the fatal shot? Mr. Hickey? I think I think he knows a little bit more than he's talking about. I'm on Team Hickey. This this is also uh, like too recently with the Secret Service and their records. You know, like around January 6th that they weren't keeping records they should be, and they they also destroyed records they shouldn't have destroyed. Um, so so it seems like this is something that the Secret Service does a lot. They have um, a history. At any time, yes. Yeah, yeah. Any any time they come under scrutiny, um, which which is not that much different, honestly, from a lot of like like law enforcement uh, agencies or or other sort of military agencies when when they when they get the chance and they don't really get punished for it congress is like hey we're subpoenaing these records and they're like somehow they all got shredded last night before you subpoenaed them oopsie we don't know (laughs) Uh uh-oh (laughs) spaghettio i didn't do it but it was definitely last night like 24 hours before you told us that you needed all those records. We definitely just somehow did those exact records last night. Sorry. Uh, the whole thing's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> the, uh, the, the next one involves the possibility of Cuban exiles being involved in the assassination of Kennedy. Um, because the, the Cuban exile community, especially throughout the sixties and seventies, um, are, are very, uh, bloodthirsty. Um, like they're, they're blowing up commercial airliners. They're, they're, they're committing like wanton acts of terrorism. Um, so, so them actually being involved in assassinating the, the president that they blame for the failure of the Bay of Pigs is, is not that much out of the question. Um, okay. So, so the, uh, the House Select Committee on Assassinations wrote, The committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that anti-Castro Cuban groups as groups were not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy, but that the available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved. Um, so after Castro comes to power in 1959, um, m- many Cubans sort of leave Cuba for the United States. 
many of these exiles uh, hope that they could eventually, and, and still to this day, hope that they can overthrow the communist government of Cuba and return to Cuba. Um, their hopes are, are, are sort of dashed early on in 1961 when the Bay of Pigs invasion famously fails, um, which many blamed Kennedy for uh, the failure. And didn't they have right to blame him? Uh, well, well, part of it is is that um, he he's sort of like uh, goaded into it that that um, he's told that they're that they're ready when they're not, um, and and so nobody's really really sure why exactly why that happened. But but Kennedy in a lot of ways was was set up as the fall guy, um, and it had been something that had been going for a while. Um, Kennedy thought you know it was time to do it, and they, from what they told him, um, and it failed spectacularly for a number of reasons that they. Um, I, that I think was also on the, the CIA for not adequately preparing for because they were under the assumption that, that people were not happy with, with Castro being in power when like everybody in Cuba in the 60s like loved Castro like wow. like it would it would be insane to, to think that you could foment like a popular revolution against Fidel Castro in, in the 1960s okay I always thought that I, I thought that I had read something about that Kennedy didn't provide the actual boots on the ground invasion uh well, forces with some type of air cover or well, did, well they were, didn't clear the beaches that they were supposed to be at and they got caught like immediately and it was like you suck they, they were supposed to have american planes that were repainted in cuban colors that that were supposed to give them air support um but but kennedy uh, uh like uh didn't go through with that because because it would have made it obvious that it was like a u.s like like backed like like invasion um and and it would be even more apparent because you know you'd have to ask like well where did these military planes come from um and and it seemed obvious you know if they're flying from the direction of the united states it's very obvious where they came from it's like an um, old 60s leave it to beaver skit with like oh beaver i don't know i didn't do it jeez <laughs> uh but but it was essentially something that should have ever gone through um kennedy was was kind of goaded into it as naivete um and, and also the fact too that that Kennedy is is not like a strong fighter. Like like one of the main reasons why we have like why we had the Berlin Wall was because of Kennedy. Uh, because he met with Khrushchev and Khrushchev just sort of like ran like roughshod all over him. And then and then essentially the Berlin Wall came out of it. Ich bin ein Berliner. Because <laughs> Kennedy Kennedy would often like like cave under any sort of actual like like pressure. He he was not very good. Oh, like, he's spineless. Uh, you don't yeah. say. He's a fucking Democrat. We know, man. Come on. Well, well, well yeah. And also, you know, his his back, his, his boneitis. Oh, my back. Oh, oh, it hurts so bad. It was really Jackie. flaring up in that limo. Jackie, call Marilyn. She needs to give me a back massage. That that was her John. That was his John Redcorn. Marilyn Monroe. Um. The, the House Select Committee on Assassinations concluded that some militant Cuban exiles uh, might have participated in it uh, because uh, these exiles who worked closely with the CIA operatives in violent activities against Castro's uh, regime, um, that, that they would have the training to carry out an assassination. Um, in 1979, the committee reported uh, President Kennedy's popularity among Cuban exiles had plunged deeply by 1963. Man, their, bitterness just... is, God. their bitterness is illustrated in a tape recording of a meeting of anti-Castro Cubans and right-wing Americans at a Dallas suburb of Farmers Branch on October first, nineteen sixty-three. Why? Okay, oh. I don't know. Maybe you said this, and I was just in my own little lost in the sauce. But why did exile or Cuban exiles 
really dislike Kennedy. I guess because, I'm not putting this together. Well, well that's well, that's because they, they blamed him for the Bay of Pigs. They thought the Bay of Pigs was like a shoe in to succeed. And because they didn't get the air support, they, they blamed him for the loss. But they thought kind that he did the way that like people blame the whoever the sitting president is for like shitty gas prices when like he doesn't just pull the lever. Well, I, I guess I, I guess in a way that like they, they felt that he should have put more behind it, maybe possibly did like a full actual invasion. Um, uh, okay. the, these these people are insane. Um, so nope. I, I don't I don't believe it's hyperbole to say that that these people are crazy because like the, these these people also go on to like blow up commercial airliners full of like innocent people because they believe it'll further uh, the overthrow of the Castro regime. Jesus so, so, Christ! So, okay. so so they're they're not they're not exactly rational uh, thinkers. Jesus, they're not rational consumers. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so uh, the author uh, Joan Didion um, explored um, the the Miami anti Castro Cuban theory in, in her 1987 book uh, Miami. Um, she discussed the the testimony of uh, Marita Lorenz uh, regarding uh, Guillermo uh, Novo, a Cuban exile who in 1964 was involved in shooting a bazooka at the headquarters of the United Nations building from the East River during a speech by Che Guevara. Um, the rocket, though, uh, fell harmlessly uh, 200 yards from the shore, causing no damage to the structure. Uh, allegedly, uh, Novo was affiliated with Lee Harvey Oswald and a Frank Sturgis. Uh, Lorenz claimed that she, Oswald, and seven anti-Castro uh, uh, Cubans transported weapons from Miami uh, to Dallas in two cars just prior to the assassination. Uh, these claims... Uh, although they were put forth to the, uh, the House Assassinations Committee by Lorenz, um, have never been substantiated. Um, uh, another one is, is the organized crime theory. Here we go. Um, in 1964, uh, the commission had found no evidence linking Jack Ruby's killing of Oswald with any broader conspiracy to assassinate uh, President Kennedy. Nah, he was uh, just a local idiot. <laughs> the, the commission concluded... Fine, you good thing with local oaf. He was a local wannabe thumb. That was it. Uh, based on its e- evaluation of the record, the commission believes that the evidence does not establish a significant link between Ruby and organized crime. Both state and federal officials have indicated that Ruby was not affiliated with organized criminal activity. They're fucking liars. Nah, he, uh, no, they're no, 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 they're not Ruby, lying. He's so got many people, listen. so many people, so many mobsters. Now, not mobsters are not exactly known for being honest, but like. You know, most of them make shit up and they contradict each other all the time. But the thing is, is like so many of them have said that he wasn't connected, but they knew who he was. Jack Ruby was the Artie Bucco of this entire fucking story. I never said that he was that he was like Roy DeMeo. I'm saying. Well, well, he's more like the original owner of the Bing. Like again. No, no. What? No, no. Because the no, because he had more. Him and Tony were closer than Artie Bucco were. Uh, yeah, like Artie, I, I get Artie you. Bucco was like a secondary character who just was a was a fucking nerd. That's who who that's who Jack Ruby is. He was just a, a failed nightclub owner. He was a fucking thumb. He was a wannabe thumb. Because all the cops knew exactly who the fuck he was. You can hear them on the tape t- yelling at, at fucking Ruby, Jack, you son of a bitch! Like right as he should. Like they know who the fuck this guy is. Yeah. Um, in 1979, the House Select Committee on Assassinations wrote, 
The committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that the National Syndicate of Organized Crime as a group was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy, but that the available evidence does not preclude the possibility that individual members may have been involved. Um, Robert Blakely, who was the chief counsel on the uh, House Select Committee on Assassinations, later concluded in his book, The Plot to Kill the President, that New Orleans Mafia boss Carlos uh, Marcello mm-hmm. was likely part of the Mafia conspiracy behind the assassination, and that the Mafia had the means and the opportunity required to carry it out. Carlos um, Marcello has a cleft chin that is so big, I don't understand how anybody could ever take that man seriously. I'll tell you how. <laughs> he's, he's, he's got, got the this- taunt. Violence. He's got the Squidward chin. <laughs> He's got the Tom Brady chin. Fucking violence, bro. <laughs> but yeah, but it, it. Oh man, he's got to get to that point of violence, right? Like he's got to do some shit when he was younger. He must have fucked some people up. With Those guys are like all that. codependent, greed whores. Like they just, as long as everybody's making each other money, you know, they'll they do didn't it. Care? Yeah, I didn't care. Um and. In a 1993 uh, Washington Post article, Robert Blakely added, It is difficult to dispute the underworld pedigree of Jack Ruby that the Warren Commission did in 1964. Author Joe Posner similarly ignores Ruby's ties to Joseph Savello, the organized crime boss in Dallas. His relationship with Joseph uh, Campisi, the number two man in the mob in Dallas, is even more difficult to ignore. In fact, uh, Campisi and Ruby were close friends. They had dinner together at Campisi's restaurant, the Egyptian Lounge, on the night before the assassination. After Ruby was jailed for killing Oswald, Capisi regularly visited him. The select committee thought Capisi's connection to Marcello was telling. He told us, for example, that every year at Christmas, he sent 260 pounds of Italian sausage to Marcello, a sort of mafia tribute. We also learned that he called New Orleans up to 20 times a day. He sent them how much sausage? 260 pounds. You're trying to kill that man with fucking heart disease. Jesus Christ. Um, government documents have also revealed that some members of the mafia worked with the CIA on assassination attempts against Fidel Castro. Um, in the summer of 1960, the CIA recruited um, ex-FBI agent Robert um, Mahew, um to approach the West Coast representative of the Chicago mob, uh, Johnny Roselli. Uh, when uh, when Mahew uh, contacted Roselli, uh, Mayhew. Ma- Ma- fact- M a h e u. Yeah, Mayhew. Um, hid the fact that he was sent by the CIA um, instead of betraying himself as an advocate for international corporations. Um, he offered to pay one hundred and fifty thousand uh, dollars to have Castro killed, uh, but Roselli declined any pay. Uh, Roselli introduced Mayhew to two men he referred to as Sam Gold and Joe. Sam Gold was Sam uh, <laughs> Sam Giancano. Uh, Joe was Santo uh, Traficante Jr., yep. uh, Florida. Uh, the Tampa, Florida boss and one of the most powerful mobsters in pre-revolution Cuba. Who? Santo Traficante? Yeah. Uh, it is the official stance of the trilateral troika that Santo Traficante Jr. was a pussy. <laughs> Jesus, I never said that. We do not. We, we do not say that. He does not represent us. I'm going to cut that out. <laughs> cut his mic. Cut his mic. <laughs> <laughs> it shows over. <laughs> well, what am I worried about? A bunch of sixty-five-year-old men with fucking COPD trying to roll up to my house, yes, <laughs> huffing and puffing as they get out of their SUVs to do something. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! All right, sure, guys. Uh, Glenn, uh, Glenn Kessler of the Washington Post explained 
After Fidel Castro led a revolution that toppled a friendly government in 1959, the CIA was desperate to eliminate him. So the agency sought out a partner equally worried about Castro, the Mafia, which had lucrative investments in Cuban casinos. Wait, okay, casinos in Cuba, not like yeah, casinos in, that were owned by Cubans in the United States. No, no, okay. casinos in Cuba, you know. Okay. God, Godfather Part 2, I gave him the golden telephone. Uh, I never watched Part 2, man. I, did, well, you part just one went, was you amazing. Just went, I you just went to stream. Just went to part three. No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't I'd never seen two or three. Like <laughs> I watched the first Joey one. Joey, Zaza. I, I only watched the first one. I've never seen two or three. Uh, I heard bad things. Two, I was like, I don't want to ruin two it. Two is like arguably the best one, and three yeah. is not. No, we don't talk about three. Yeah, two is two. better than the first one. Yeah, two is yeah. two is fucking phenomenal, dude. Yeah, three yeah. is the All shitty right. one because. There's a whole bunch of reasons. I believe it wasn't authorized by the original, like author, and then it it was just all over the. the whole, it was just so corny, dude. It just was not as good, not the same quality. Damn. Okay. But two is absolute. One and two are fucking be, like classic. One was cinema. fantastic. I guess I'll have to watch two now. I didn't yeah. I was fucking up by passing on it. Yeah, you blow. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> And Bill That's Manano, gonna be the name of this episode, by the way. It's just gonna you be Ryan, it. Ryan didn't watch Godfather Two Part Two. Ryan blows it. <laughs> uh, Bill Bill Bonanno and the son of New York Mafia boss Joseph Bonanno um, wrote in his memoir, Bound by Honor, that it was disclosed that several Mafia families had long-standing ties with the anti-Castro Cubans uh, through the Havana casinos operated by the Mafia before the Cuban Revolution. Did you say um, Joseph Bonanno? Yeah, Joe Bonanno. Joe Bananas. Joe Bananas, the only person softer than Santo Traficante. Yeah, I said it. Cut, me, cut, cut my mic. Softer? He, he died in his own house. He was like, that. that's that's how you win the mafia. Yeah. Cut my mic. He's soft, too. No, dude. You're terrible. That's, that's, how, that, that's how you win the, uh, also the mafia the, roguelike. Yeah, also the Bonanno still exists, so yeah. no. Yeah. I don't um, think any of the Bonanos are coming into North Central Florida to come fuck up a, a fat, out of shape, bald guy. You gotta understand I where I grew up, man. dude. Like, if like I was right down the street from people, you know. So it's like it just is what it is, you know. I just I'm very sensitive about it. I don't want people to hear the wrong thing. I guess because um, I'm from Southie, I just look at look at tough guys like that. I'm just kind of like, prove it. Yeah, the odds are that you're going to be okay, too, because you're not in the game. But at the same time, it's like, you know. You um, know. So, uh, Actually, many- Godfather 2 is kind of what you're describing, uh, what Steve's getting into here with, like, the Cuba and all that stuff. Because Hyman Roth and all those people are in in the Godfather 2. Um, okay. So uh, many uh, many Cuban exiles, as I said earlier, uh, were angry at Kennedy. But, and also uh, many uh, mafia bosses were also angry at Kennedy. Uh, blaming him for the failure of the Bay of Pigs invasion. Um, they also disliked um, his brother um, because when he became attorney general... The Bay general, of Pigs invasion. Yeah, that happens in The Godfather too. Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Uh, but um, as, as I was saying, um, they disliked Robert Kennedy because after he became attorney general, um, he began like a legal assault on organized crime. He went after them hard. Um, and, and this is also mm-hmm. because uh, allegedly uh, mafia families had helped um, JFK's father, Joseph Kennedy, uh, get JFK elected. So they felt slighted that, like, hey man, like you're not looking out for us. We Dude, we, we put you there. We I put can't you in tell office, you. and now you're not showing any respect to us. I can't hey. tell you how many people when I was a kid 
said uh, like you would hear them talking and shit like that about how number one is Joe Kennedy was a rub runner. He was a piece of shit. He was just another criminal on top of everything. Oh, yeah. Fuck and yeah. That, and that both of his sons basically got themselves killed because they knew who daddy worked with. And, and they uh, didn't, like, yeah, yeah, they didn't But they had to get on their high cool. horse about it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, they put themselves up there. I think the most believable thing is that the mob had them taken out because we're talking about the 60s. Uh-oh, here it is. Here it is. Here's Steve's pet conspiracy. Hit me. We Hit are me. talking about the 60s mafia, dude. They are, like, at the apex of their power in the United States. Like, you could argue that they were powerful in the early 1900s, but I would argue that that's when they started getting. Like, they started having to be more careful because they well, were when just they getting, in the 60s. They were well, getting, I would, I would say that they were they started getting more careful in the uh, in the 60s after the 1900s, and when they got more careful, they got more powerful because they had more connections. There was more people on the street. There were more like commu- like um, partnerships between the families and all that kind of stuff was going on well, still then. Well, I would say Vegas. Vegas was the thing that... that That's in the Godfather 2. Their, their, their money and that <laughs> it was damn, like essentially... Godfather 2. You really do, dude. <laughs> it, 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 is, it essentially, it was like a, like a free trade zone for the mob where, where everybody was allowed to yeah. work, but nobody could... But but nobody could, could like work work. No Nobody could do any violence there. They could, they could only make money. Yeah, cas- um, Casino is very accurate when it comes to the, yeah. the overall oh, vibe at the time. Great movie. But the thing is, oh, it's top top ten, yeah. But the thing is, is that like the mob at the time, dude. I mean, if they wanted you gone, not only did they have the the power, they had the ability. They had the people out there. I mean, just the guys in New York were fucking serial killers. I mean. They never got like some of those guys never did any time for any, for they killed hundreds of people, dude. Roy yeah, DeMeo's crew insinuating that they could touch a U.S. president. That was the and thing, I dude. That the Secret Service was not what it is today. Where they have like advanced teams for weeks and they board up windows. And I'm not saying like, that I'm right. That's so. Just just um, don't but, don't misunderstand me. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just I'm you know obviously I have to play devil's advocate here a little bit, but. All right. Okay. You think the mafia's got shooters like that? But so now, how do you account for Lee Harvey time, Oswald definitely taking shots? You think they bought him off? I think that he, they could easily have bought him off. Um. So, uh, uh, Bonanno also reported that that he recognized there was a high degree of involvement of other mafia families when Jack Ruby killed Oswald, um, since he was aware that Ruby was an associate of uh, Sam Giancana. Yeah, and Sam was all over the place, dude. Um, so, uh, some researchers have alleged that the plot involved elements of the mafia, the CIA, and the anti-Castro Cubans, including, um, Anthony Summers, uh, who stated, sometimes people sort of glaze over about the notion that the mafia and U.S. intelligence and the anti-Castro activists were involved together in the assassination of President Kennedy. In fact, there's no contradiction there. Those three groups were all in bed together at the time and had been for several years in the fight to topple Fidel Castro. Bro. I'm saying the fucking mafia had sitting senators in their pocket at the time. All right, but all right. So here's the problem I have like, with this entire theory right here. This is the problem. This is the one problem I have, and it's the same problem that I have with people who try to say 9/11 was an inside job. Okay, the amount of people that are, you have that would be involved that you would be counting on to keep their yap shut 
is incalculable. And as we know, there's no, there, there's never been a successful like clandestine operation where somebody didn't run their fucking mouth. If you had like, you know, but like guys did run their mouth about it. People. That's well, the thing is, that's the thing is, mafia guys like paper trail to say that they, they they definitively did. Mafia guys ran their mouth about it. They ran their mouth about uh, what's his name too. Um, Fucking union guy, can't think of his name off the top of my head. Please, Jimmy Hoffa. Hoffa. Yeah, they fu- hundreds of fucking people have talked about Hoffa and about who killed Hoffa and yeah, all but the things about Hoffa. Not one of them Hoffa. have any bit of concrete evidence because it was done right. How many? Well, how many guys he, think about it from this perspective? How many guys did the mafia kill that nobody ever found out about? Um, I, yeah, but I mean, you're talking of about all like the organizations guy. of all the organizations you're talking about. It's the yeah, one that's sworn like to guy. secrecy. Well, but listen to me. Like, hear me out. One guy in the mafia kills one. Let's call it a snitch, right? Kills one snitch. Yeah. That's real easy to keep that under wraps. That one guy just doesn't say anything, and he knows if he says anything, he's going to jail for the rest. Of I life. appreciate what you're saying. No, I know what you're. Secret. I know what you're saying. Yeah, but I understand. To kill a president is going to yeah. take a lot of collaboration, especially if you're talking about three incredibly powerful groups like the CIA, the Cuban exiles, and the mafia. Somebody is going to let the cat out of the bag, and we would have known it by now. What about like a conflagration? Grand conspiracy. I don't think we're ever going to know about anything that happened definitively from that time period. I think you'll never know. You'll never Um, find out. Do you know why that is? Like, honestly, do you know why that is? Simply because Because information was controlled at the highest levels at that time, and nowadays it's much more free-flowing. And it's hard to definitively prove an accident as what it was with George Hickey in the second limousine who pulled the fucking trigger at the pivotal (laughs) moment that took fucking JFK's goddamn head off. Um... (laughs) So, uh, Carlos, uh, my uh, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos Marcello allegedly threatened to assassinate Kennedy, um, uh, over a short circuit, uh, with his younger brother, um, uh, uh, in order to, um, in order to, uh, to, to short circuit the career of, uh, of Robert Kennedy. Um, this, this all comes from information that was released in 2006 by the FBI, um, in which, um, in which Carlos Barcella confessed to his cellmate in Texas, Jack Van uh, Lanningham, who was an FBI informant, uh, using a transistor radio that was bugged by the FBI to have organized Kennedy's assassination, and that the FBI covered up this information and had it um, that it had in its possession. That's why you'll never know, because there's no positive interest for anyone to ever conclude what really happened. They're gonna, they're, they'll just cover it up. If anyone knew, they'll probably just kill it. They're not going to ever come out with actually what happened. It's like 9-11. 9-11 was definitely not an inside job. Not 100% no. anyway. No. Like, did they did they look the other way during some crucial things? Yeah. We're, did they maybe not take certain things seriously? Like, it might have been more like a well, negligent attack. Well, they well they, well they 100% did because, we because knew it was before, coming. before Bush uh, came into office, Clinton was going after bin Laden. Yeah. And he had tried to kill bin Laden at several points. It. But but the whole thing was that the when the Republicans came into power, they had no actual like policies or things to go on other than do the opposite of what Clinton was doing. So they didn't go after Bin Laden because that was like Clinton's thing. So Clinton so they says, purposely hey. just ignored that. Clinton says, "Hey, we trained this guy. He's got a lot of fucking money, and there's rumblings about him doing something big. You might want to check it out." Well, and the Republicans were like, well, right. well, he had yeah. he had already been because he orchestrated the bombing of the World Trade Center, and he was the he, first he was involved one, in, in one, right? Yeah, and he had he had bombed he had bombed some embassies, 
too. So it wasn't like he was just some unknown guy. Like like he was actually right, like, right, right. Um, in in his book uh, Contract on America, uh, David Scheim uh, provided evidence that the mafia leaders Carlos Barcelo, uh, uh, Santo Traficante Jr., and Jimmy Hoffa ordered the assassination of Kennedy. Um, Scheim cited in particular that there had been a 25-fold increase in the number of out-of-state telephone calls from Jack Ruby to associates of these crime bosses in the months before the assassination, um, and and to an attempted confession by Jack Ruby while in uh, prison. Hmm. Nah, I don't. I don't buy it because if if you're waiting until you're in prison to confess to something like that, you're you're full of shit. That's something you would have said immediately to try to get out of trouble. The uh, the uh, a wild one is an investigative reporter Jack Anderson concluded that uh, it was Fidel Castro who worked with organized crime figures to arrange for Kennedy's assassination. Um, in his book Peace, War, and Politics, he claimed that the mafia member uh, Johnny Roselli gave him extensive details of the plot. Anderson said that although he was never able to independently confirm Roselli's entire story, many of Roselli's details checked out. He said that Oswald may have played a role in the assassination but more than one gunman was involved. Um, uh, Johnny Roselli had also worked um, with the CIA on assassination attempts against Castro. Uh, more than one gunman was involved. And what was that second gunman's name? Say it with me, boys. George. <laughs> <laughs> I think that that's, sir, I, like, you're kind of convincing me, but, like, I'm not, you know, I'm never going to be 100% <laughs> on any of this because it's just horseshit. You know what I mean? Like, it's, there's no way, there's no we way you just, can really Yeah, know. we're just going to have fun all day with this we're because, unfortunately, for, yeah, forensics is not what it was back then. Because I'll tell you what, if this happened today, you would absolutely know who this was. They would have There'd be 50 million cell phone videos posted oh. everywhere. It would be, oh, there would yeah. be no way to hide completely what happened but like you know Bro, now you we, we have one the, fucking video and that's can it can you imagine gun nut youtube uh dissecting like frame by frame like jack ruby never kills oswald because they don't <laughs> they don't put him on tv ever oh yeah that never happens um, that's true the, the the next conspiracy theory involves uh, the possibility that um lbj was, was involved in the assassination. Ah, uh, yeah, that's the, the one where he, he called it in from the airplane. <laughs> OBDE. Wait, well, what? he was he did what? Well, he was in the he was in I'm the car just, behind him. I'm just fucking joking. No, well, say yeah, he was in the parade. What do you mean? <laughs> Call it a, in. Uh, a 2003 Gallup poll indicated that 20 percent of Americans suspected that LBJ uh, was involved in the assassination. 2003. <laughs> Good lord. 20 percent. 40 fucking years later, 40 years, which means they're polling people who weren't even fucking alive at the time or they were still shitting in their huggies. Like, what, what, uh, the fuck? what one of one of the main reasons for the accusation is it's believed by some that Johnson had been uh, plotting the assassination due to the fact that he disliked the Kennedys um, and he feared that he would be dropped from the Democratic ticket in the 1964 election. I see. Um, according to the journalist uh, Max Holland. He, the first published allegation uh, that Johnson uh, perpetrated the assassination of Kennedy appeared in Penn Jones Jr.'s book, Forgive My Grief, self-published in May of 1966. Um, in the book, uh, Jones provided excerpts of letters purported to be authored by Jack Ruby charging LBJ with the murder of the president. Uh, with his 1968 book, The Dark Side of uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, uh, uh, Joaquin Jostin um, is credited by uh, Bugliosi as being the first conspiracy author to accuse Johnson 
of having a role in the assassination. According to Jostin, Johnson uh, played the leading part in a conspiracy that involved the Dallas oligarchy and local branches of the CIA, the FBI, and the Secret Service. Um, so the fact that Kennedy was seriously considered dropping Johnson from the ticket in favor of North Carolina Governor uh, Terry Sanford um, for the 1964 uh, election had been cited as a possible motive. Um, in 1968, Kennedy's personal secretary, Evelyn Lincoln, wrote in her book Kennedy and Johnson that President Kennedy had told her that LBJ would be replaced as vice president of the United States. So wait, so this theory hinges on the fact that LBJ was mad that he was going to be replaced, so he had him fucking capped? Is that well, what this well, hinges on? Well, well yeah, because he wanted to be president. And if he's if he's dropped from the, the vice presidential uh, position on the second term, that, that's going to torpedo his chances of, of being the runner um, in 68. This is a hell of a stretch, but I'll tell you, I'll listen. Yeah, that is a, that's a serious, like, <laughs> like you're, you're, you're out really there. stretching on, like, not you specifically, but you're really no, stretching specifically, with this Steve, you're stretching. Yeah, Steve, <laughs> you know stop. what? You, know what? <laughs> you need, you. listen, stretch your hands <laughs> and you stretch. Uh. Uh, this conversation took place on November 19th, 1963, uh, three days before the assassination of Kennedy. It was recorded that evening in her diary and reads as follows. As Mr. Kennedy sat in a rocker in my office, his head resting on his back, he placed his left leg across his right knee. Uh, He rocked slightly as he talked. In a slow, pensive voice, he said to me, You know, if I am reelected in 64, I am going to spend more and more time toward making uh, government service an honorable career. I would like to tailor the executive and legislative branches of government so that they can keep up with the tremendous strides and progress being made in other fields. I'm going to advocate changing some of the outmoded rules and regulations in the Congress, such as the seniority rule. To do this, I will need, as a running mate in 64, a man who believes as I do. Uh, Mrs. Lincoln uh, went on to write, I was fascinated by the conversation and wrote it down verbatim in my diary. Now I ask, who is your choice as a running mate? He looked straight ahead and without hesitating, he replied, at this time I am thinking about Governor Terry Sanford of North Carolina, but it will not be Lyndon. Terry Sanford of the eclectic comedy Sanford and Son. Yeah. I think he said Stanford. Did you say Stanford? Sanford. Sanford. Oh, okay. Yeah. Burn up, burn up. I'm becoming Elizabeth to the White House. Elizabeth, I'm coming. <laughs> this is the one. There's this uh, running back on our football team in, uh, in high school who used to do that impression of Red Fox all the time. But looking back on it, it was kind of, kind of like, I don't know, it felt kind of racist. But he was black, so it was, you know, can't oh, really totally be racist okay. then, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but in, the coaches 2000... would ask him to do it, and they were all white. <laughs> so is that racist? Now, now we're bordering on racist. Burn a burner. Go shoot a JFK. Burn a burner. Burn a burner. In, in 2003, in the book Blood, Money, and Power, uh, Barr McQuellen uh, discusses his, his idea on the theory. McQuellen claims that Johnson, motivated by the fear of being dropped from the Kennedy ticket in 64, and with the need to cover up various scandals, masturbated Kennedy's assassination with the help of his friend, Austin attorney Edward A. Clark. The book suggests that a smudged partial fingerprint from the sniper's nest likely belonged to Johnson's associate, Malcolm Mac Wallace, and that Mac Wallace was therefore on the 6th floor of the depository at the time of the shooting. 
The book further claims that the killing of Kennedy was paid for by oil magnates, including Clint uh, Murchison and H.L. Hunt. Uh, McClellan states that the assassination of Kennedy allowed the oil depletion allowance to be kept at 27.5%. It remained unchanged during the Johnson presidency. According to McClellan, this resulted in a saving Open and shut of, case, of over $100 million <laughs> to the American oil industry. Um, and, and this would also be uh, covered on the um, on the uh, the show The Men Who Killed Kennedy. So, some dickhead who worked for fucking Texaco ordered the hit on an American president. That <laughs> we should tell me. I, I mean, they, the they do it. In, who owns fucking BP was like, they, hey, <laughs> America's uh, greatest president. May, may may I remind you of our Iran episode? <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, America's look, look, greatest I'll, president. Who is Ronald um, Reagan? But but this episode, yeah, uh, the, the guilty fuck men, is Ronald Reagan, who um, <laughs> uh, drew um, angry condemnation from the Johnson family, Johnson's former aides, and former presidents uh, Gerald Ford, um, who had been a member Gerald of the Warren Ford, Commission, dead today, and, and and Jimmy Carter um, after it aired on the History Channel at the tragic uh, age of eighty three. The History the, the Channel hist- aired something besides aliens and Hitler. Yeah, they they love doing the men who killed Kennedy. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah, yeah, they, uh, they, they, they have. The they have episode, at least um, they have at least two shows on on Kennedy assassination. Have you seen the episode about uh, the Hitler based aliens? Have you seen that one? <laughs> I've seen them all. It's, it's wonderful. It's a phenomenal episode based on um, uh, real events. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the History Channel uh, assembled a committee of historians who concluded that the accusations in the episode. Uh, were without merit. Um, and you the don't history, say. The History Channel apologized to the Johnson family and agreed not to air um, that uh, that episode in the future. I know you're lying because the History Channel has never in the last 20 years assembled a panel of historians to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> the History Channel just swore that they wouldn't like show that episode during daytime uh, hours. So if you fall asleep with the TV on and you wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning, there's a good chance you'll see you that guys, episode. Uh, you guys historians? What's ice road truckers? You guys historians? Yeah. You believe in Christ? No. Ah, uh, shit. Need some more historians. They brought a panel of historians. They brought a panel of historians from Liberty University to the sky. They brought a panel of historians who were all people who did not source their comments on r slash ask historians. Um, this doesn't look like set it and forget it at 3 a.m. <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> a, an, alleged, an alleged mistress of, of Johnson's, uh, Madeline Brown, um, also implicated him um, in the plot to kill Kennedy. Um, mm-hmm. In 1997, Brown said that Johnson, along with H.L. Hunt, had begun planning Kennedy's uh, demise as early as 1960. Right. Uh, like you did. Qu- Brown claimed that by its fruition in 1963, the conspiracy involved dozens of persons, including the leadership of the FBI and the mafia, as well as prominent politicians and journalists. Um, in the documentary The Men Who Killed Kennedy, Madeline Brown and May Newman, an employee of the Texas oilman uh, Clint Murchison, uh, both placed FBI Director J. Edgar Hoover at a social gathering at Murchison's mansion the night before the assassination. Um, also in attendance, according to them, was uh, John McCoy, Richard Nixon, George Brown, R.L. Thornton, and H.L. Hunt. Um, Madeline Brown claimed that uh, Johnson arrived at the gathering late in the evening and in a grating whisper told her that the Kennedys will never embarrass me again. That's no threat. That's a promise. Ooh. Um, in addition... 
Uh, Brown said on New Year's Eve 1963, she met Johnson at the Driscoll Hotel in Austin, Texas, and that he confirmed the conspiracy to kill Kennedy, insisting the fat cats of Texas and U.S. intelligence have been responsible. I'll be honest with you. Of all the fuckers, I think Johnson's the one I I would uh, put my money on that would just like talk about it in a bar to some fucking skifuza. <laughs> you know. Um, Brown would uh, reiterate her allegations against Johnson in the 2006 uh, documentary Evidence of Revision. Um, in the same documentary, uh, several other Johnson associates also voiced their suspicions of Johnson. That that documentary title sounds like a fake documentary. Like on another TV show. The old new documentary, Evidence of Revision. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen History's this? Mysteries. Have you evidence. seen this? Evidence of Revision? There's so much of it. Yo, evidence. Listen, be careful. It, that's going to be the new Netflix special. You better like evidence of right evidence <laughs> evidence of revision. Yeah. Uh, Sell it to Netflix quick. We'll be millionaires. Um, minting Dr. a murderer. Jesus Making Christ. a mint off a murderer. <laughs> well, um, the best thing the, ever was the uh, the the parody they did of uh, was it making a murderer where it was like the kid that that like spray painted the dicks on all the cars. In the yeah, high school I, parking lot, bro. I know the one you're talking about. The worst. You know talking about. You know, I love documentaries. A big fan, but you re, you do have to keep in mind that they are there to sell you one narrative every American time. American Vandal. That's what it's called. Sorry, American Vandal. It's like you always Vandal. have to like take them with a, a grain of salt. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like but I like, mean, like they're not. They're not. Like for a long time, it was. Um, what was it? Uh, Super Size Me? Was that the McDonald's one? Okay. Yeah, yeah, but where where he just like flat out lied. It it was it was also just like the the <laughs> his body his body falling apart was mainly due to him being like an alcoholic. Yeah, like it's actually <laughs> it's of course you don't want a McDonald's for every meal, but you could and you'd probably be okay. It's like it's like if you ate the like it it's been proven that if you ate the amount of McDonald's he ate a day that you would. That you would not, um, you would not gain weight, and you would possibly lose weight, be- because the amount of McDonald's he was eating a day—I forget what the the calories were—but it was it was under like two thousand calories or something. Right. Which the point is, is that like the documentary sells you, uh, it tells you if they're if you're good at presenting facts in a documentary, it just it gets you, and it, it plays on the things you already kind of think are are accurate, and it, it plays off of that. So he's, yeah, like anything else, like it's documentaries are just like being on the internet you know you, you take everything with a grain of salt and you right. look it up you need um, five sources per bit of information now <laughs> you know like 25 sources or you can't take it seriously one of uh one of the uh surgeons uh who who operated on uh president kennedy as part of the trauma team at parkland hospital was dr charles uh, crenshaw who is a third year surgical resident he authored a book in 1992 titled jfk conspiracy of silence Along with conspiracy theorists Jens Hansen and J. Gary Shaw. Hang on, um, you said third year surgical resident? Yeah. Alright, my official opinion has now changed. Kennedy was alive until he got to the hospital and that fucking <laughs> resident killed him. That fucking <laughs> resident surgeon didn't know what the fuck he was doing. He killed the president. <laughs> um he he had also he had also treated uh, Oswald after Oswald had been shot by Ruby. Uh, while attending Oswald, Crenshaw said that he answered a telephone call from Lyndon Johnson. 
Uh, Crenshaw said that Johnson inquired about Oswald's status and that Johnson demanded a quote-unquote deathbed confession from the accused assassin. Um, Crenshaw said that he relayed Johnson's message to Dr. Shires, but Oswald was in no condition to give any statement. Um, critics, though, have pointed out uh, that this allegation, um, that they state that Johnson was in his limousine at the moment the call would have been made, and that no one in his car corroborated the call was made, and that there is no record of such a call being routed through the White House switchboard. Lion ass Dr. Crenshaw. Lion motherfucker. All right. Uh, former CIA agent and Watergate figure E. Howard Hunt accused Johnson, along with several other CIA agents uh, whom he named, of being complicit in the assassination um, in his uh, in his autobiography, American Spy, My Secret History in the CIA, Watergate, and Beyond. Uh, referencing the section of the book, uh, Tim Weiner of New York Times uh, called into question the sincerity of the charges, and William F. Buckley Jr., who wrote the foreword, said material was, quote-unquote, clearly William F. Buckley Jr. Um, shortly afterwards, an audio-taped deathbed confession in which Hunt claimed first-hand knowledge of a conspiracy as a co-conspirator was released by his sons. The authenticity of the confession has also met with skepticism. William F. Buckley Jr. career ruined by calling another man a queer. <laughs> Isn't he the guy that started the National Review or whatever? He's. It was him and Gore Vidal that did like the original like. Well, TV well yeah, he did the debates things. Well, well, he did. Well, he did the National Review, and that's why he was called because he was like the preeminent conservative. Like, far right. Yeah, he was the Tucker Carlson of he his day. He was the original fuckboy. The it. thing about it is, is I feel like so like he was a piece of shit, and I disagree with him strongly. But like at least he was kind of eloquent. Tucker Carlson's a fucking shit heel. Yeah, but he was he was an eloquent he was an eloquent racist. <laughs> yeah, he he was he was an eloquent like piece of shit. Like, he was, but, like, he, he was still, David Duke. Yeah, he's he was like David he, Duke. David Duke is say, also not eloquent though. David Duke's a was, piece of shit. Yeah. He can be is the problem. But but he was also like he was also saying all the same things Tucker Carlson was. He was just eloquent. Right. Piece of shit. Um there there is a um there there's also a conspiracy alleging George H. W. Bush was involved in the assassination. Um, well, so, we're uh, gonna get. Can, I can't do it. I'm sorry. Some, some, <laughs> not gonna do it. Wouldn't be prudent. Thousand yeah, points a lot entering Kennedy's head. I knew you wouldn't make fun of me, Bush. You're a pussy. <laughs> um, so uh, the theories that George H. W. was involved in the assassination um, sort of go on the fact that he was possibly in Dallas on that day. Um, in the book, uh, Plausible Denial. Was the CIA involved in the assassination of JFK? American attorney Mark Lane suggests that Bush worked out of the Houston office as a CIA agent at the time of the assassination. Um, in the book Family of Secrets, Russ Baker contends that Bush became an intelligence agent in his teenage years and was later um, at the center of the plot to assassinate Kennedy. That included his father, Prescott Bush, Vice President Lyndon Bain Johnson, CIA Director Alan Dulles, Cuban and Russian exiles and, and immigrants, um, and various Texas oilmen. According to Baker, Bush was in Dallas on the night before and morning of the assassination. On November 29th, 1963, um, exactly one week after the assassination, an employee of the FBI wrote a memo that Mr. Bush of the Central Intelligence Agency uh, was given a briefing on the reaction to the assassination by Cuban exiles living in Miami. Uh, Joseph McBride speculated that that the George Bush cited in the memo is the um, is George H. W. Bush, 
um, who who had was appointed the head of the CIA uh, by Gerald Ford in 1976, 13 years after the assassination. Gerald okay, Ford so dead today at the tragic age of 83. What what are they trying to say that H.W. had anything to just because he was briefed on the situation that he had something to do with it? Is that what they're saying? Well, because he was he was in Dallas at the time. He was a uh, so he, he definitely a, had something to do with it because he was in he, Dallas. He was involved with the CIA. He was involved. He with, was the head of the CIA. Um, well, no, not at that no, time. No, it was Alan Dulles. Eventually. Yeah, but in 1976, that's 13 years after. Yeah, well, there you go. That's what happened. But (laughs) He he clapped clapped Kennedy and got the job. Stephen Um, King's book, 11-22-63, was actually about H.W. Bush going back in time. (laughs) Well, you have to to remember, too, that his father, Prescott Bush, was was involved in the business plot. Uh, Whether or not how substantive that plot is is still up for debate, Um, but but it's out of the question that the Bushes have been I'm closely involved with regime change, not only abroad, but also within the United States, allegedly. Right. Um, During Bush's presidential campaign in 1988, the memo uh, resurfaced, prompting the CIA to claim that the memo was referring to a employee named George William Bush. Um, However, George William Bush disputed the suggestion, declaring under oath, I am not the George Bush of the Central Intelligence Agency referred to in the memorandum. Um, In 1998... Um, the, Tell him uh, it wasn't you. The <laughs> ARRB um, instructed the CIA to review its personnel files of former President Bush and provide definitive statement as to whether he was the person referred to in the memo. The CIA responded that it had no record of any association with former President Bush during the 1963 time period. Um, so, um, and on the website JFK Facts, author uh, Jefferson Morley. <laughs> JFK uh, Facts. <laughs> Which, which is like one of the big like JFK conspiracy websites. That is absolutely jfkfacts.angelfire.com. Like, Don't even like, fucking lie. <laughs> like you make fun of those sites, but the guy that's run like the, the longest running like Area 51 uh, website, which is still going and still has like the best pictures and information about Area 51. It's a GeoCities website. We know. <laughs> it, yeah, it looks like a GeoCities website. And you can't, you can't select the text on the website. It gives a pop-up that says it's copywritten. It's um, the old like fire gifts and stuff too that like spin. It's like it's like fire. Yeah, but, he he makes heavy heavy use of the HTML <laughs> flash tag. But, but the but the but the FBI the FBI recently raided his house and seized his computers. So oh he, he man, was, they was, seized the last Apple II in existence. <laughs> Compact Presario is now out of business. <laughs> <laughs> um. That, that uh, Jefferson Morley writes that any of the communication by Bush and the FBI or CIA in November of 1963 does not necessarily demonstrate culpability in the assassination as unclear whether Bush had any affiliation with the CIA prior to his appointment to the head of the agency in 1976. That's such a dumb theory. I, I don't even like that theory. Um, there, there is also a Cuban government conspiracy. Um, the, the war, uh, in the Warren Commission, it stated that it had investigated dozens of allegations of a conspiratorial contact between Oswald and agents of the Cuban government and had found no evidence of Cuban involvement in the assassination of President Kennedy. The Select Committee on Assassinations also wrote, the committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that the Cuban government was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. Um, Although it's still alleged by some conspiracy theorists that Fidel Castro ordered the assassination of Kennedy in retaliation for the Many, many times the CIA attempted to assassinate him 
during All right, that let's time not period. exaggerate with many, many. It might have been 46 or 47, <laughs> but saying many, many is a little bit exaggeratory. All, all I'm saying is that Fidel Castro is the roadrunner of communism. <laughs> I think my fa- <laughs> I think my favorite alleged plot was they were gonna give him cigars with fucking explosives in it. Yeah, the oh exploding cigars. <laughs> you need to stop watching fucking Looney Tunes, you sons of bitches. This is not a fucking Acme cartoon, Doc. <laughs> I think that was real. It was absolutely real. Oh, it was okay. Oh, okay. As it was real that they were going to tr- like they never actually sent the explosive cigars to Cuba to be put into practice. Well, that's why it didn't work. They were 100% developed, and they were actually said, like, these could work, but they never actually sent them over there. <laughs> but the God, just talk about some Wiley e. Coyote shit. Um, in the early 60s, uh, Claire Booth uh, Luce, wife of Time Life publisher Henry Luce, uh, was, a no- was one of uh, a number of prominent Americans who sponsored anti-Castro groups. Um, she also uh, supported funding exiles um, who would do commando speedboat raids uh, against Cuba. Um, in 1975, uh, uh, Luce said that on the night of the assassination, she received a call from a member of a commando group she had sponsored. Uh, according to Luce, the caller's name was something like Julio Fernandez, um, and he claimed that he was calling her from New Orleans. According to Luce, Fernandez told her that Oswald had approached his group with an offer to help assassinate Castro. Uh, Fernandez claimed that he and his associates eventually found out that Oswald was a communist and supporter of Castro. He said that with this newfound knowledge, his group kept a close watch on Oswald until Oswald suddenly uh, came into money and went to Mexico City and then Dallas. Uh, Finally, according to Luce, uh, Fernandez told her there is a Cuban communist assassination team at large and Oswald was their hired gun. Uh, Luce said that uh, that she told the caller to give his information to the FBI. Uh, after this, Luce would reveal the details of the incident to both the Church Committee and the uh, House Subcommittee on Assassinations. Uh, both committees investigated the incident, but were unable to uncover any evidence to corroborate the allegations. Um, in 1967, CIA Director Richard Helms told President uh, Johnson that the CIA had tried to assassinate Castro. Uh, Helms further stated that the CIA had employed members of the mafia in this effort and that the CIA plots to assassinate Fidel Castro dated back to August of 1960 um, to the Eisenhower administration. Helms also said that the plots against Castro continued in the Kennedy administration and Attorney General Robert Kennedy had known about both the plots and the mafia's involvement. Um, On several occasions, Johnson told two prominent television uh, newsmen um, that he believed that JFK's assassination had been organized by Castro as retaliation for the CIA's efforts to kill Castro. Um, in October of 1968, Johnson told uh, uh, newsman uh, Howard K. Smith of ABC that Kennedy was trying to get Castro, but Castro got to him first. Um, in September of 1969, in an interview with Walter Cronkite on CBS, uh, Johnson said in regard to the assassination, um, I could not honestly say that I've ever been completely relieved of the fact that there might have been international connections um, and reference unnamed others. Unnamed. Okay. And in 1971, uh, Johnson told his uh, former speechwriter, Leo Llanos of um, Time Magazine, that he never believed that Oswald acted alone. Llanos. In 1977, uh, Castro was interviewed by uh, by Bill Moyers. 
Um, Castro Not denied any involved. Um, Castro denied any involvement in Kennedy's death, saying it would have been absolute insanity by Cuba. It would have been a provocation. Um, needless to say, um, it would have been uh, to run the risk that our country would have been destroyed by the United States. Nobody who's not insane could have thought about killing Kennedy in retaliation. It didn't make any sense. He had, I mean, like, obviously they weren't friends, but, like, you know, it just doesn't make sense for him to kill Kennedy. Especially being Cuba, being, like, uh, 90 miles off Key West and is tiny and could get wiped off the face of the the American military. He's literally ego personified. So, I mean, yeah, there's, there's possibility, but, like... Of all the supposition that you provided, it's like, come on. Eh, yeah, it's, um, again, this also again, wasn't stretch. Wasn't the Cuban Revolution kind of like brutish? Like it wasn't. It wasn't done at some like covert ops level. Like he's not going to set up an assassination like that in the United States and get away with it. No, fuck no. Yeah, and, and he was also you know too busy like like running a the country, taking all the money from his citizens and destroying the economy. <laughs> Well, well, it, for the average for the average Cuban in the sixties, things things are going good. the 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 economy doesn't um does doesn't crash until like the the nineties until it's called the special period. Yeah. So so it's not accurate to say that that Castro uh d- destroyed the economy in that in that regard. Um, uh, mainly what happens is that because the Soviet Union ceases to exist, um, their whole entire like trade network just disappears overnight. So they they're they're just sort of like have nothing. Because hmm. you have to remember the the U.S. embargo on Cuba, uh, especially during that time period, didn't allow uh, foreign nations to really carry on trade with Cuba as well as its closest neighbor, the United States. Um, so, like when your only trading partners dis- uh, disappear overnight, um, your your economy is going to collapse. The same thing happened in North Korea. Right. Um, they they both go through. Uh, um, a, like I said, in Cuba, it's called the special period, and in North Korea, it's called the arduous march. Um, where, where like they, they essentially have nothing because like, like I said, their, their entire like international trade network just disappears. The arduous March, like the month or like, 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 no, like, 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 March. like, like, like March, like soldiers marching. Okay. Okay. Hmm. Um, Castro was interviewed again in, in 2013 by Atlantic editor, Jeffrey Goldberg. Um, in the interview, Castro said there are people in the American government who thought Kennedy was a traitor because he didn't invade Cuba when he had the chance. Uh, when they were asking him, he was um, he was never forgiven. God, for that. these war boner idiots who are like still high off World War Two. It's like the fuck is in the Korean War? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Well, you know, people want their plantations back. They want that money, man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. Um. So, uh, a final conspiracy is that the Soviet government was involved in the assassination of Kennedy, which which I think is is pretty far fetched because, uh, like I said, Kennedy was pretty weak. So the, uh, the 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 Soviets weren't really afraid of him. Um, they they knew they could push him around right. um, from from their personal dealings with him. Um, the Warren Commission reported that they found no evidence that the Soviet Union was involved in the assassination. Um, and the House Select Committee on Assassinations also wrote the committee believes on the basis of the evidence available to it that the Soviet government was not involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. Um, uh, according to conspiracy theorists, the reasoning was that uh, Nikita Khrushchev. Um, was uh, was responsible for the assassination, uh, motivated by the humiliation of having to back down during the Cuban Missile Crisis. <laughs> you couldn't even get missiles shipped to Cuba, but yeah, you could touch an American president. Sure thing, Nikki. Well, well, no, they actually 
they actually did ship the mi- missiles to Cuba. That was that was one of the things that if they that if the that was States, the whole thing that they, they, they Kennedy put a blockade and said, "Nah, you're done. No more." Yeah, of that but shit. but I mean, I, I the United States believed at the time that the nuclear missiles were on Cuba, um, but they actually were on Cuba. And yeah, they were they, already there, right? Yeah, they they were already there. Um, yeah, I'm talking about after the fact when they put the blockade of Cuba and said, "All right, do it well, again." Well, no, the the blockade was during. Um, because of the intelligence they had, because of how the Cubans were guarding the, the nuclear weapons, they didn't right. believe that the nuclear weapons had actually been delivered, which, which makes like Kennedy also saying like not wanting to escalate the conflict wise because like everybody else in his cabinet wanted him to like Curtis LeMay. Um, so that if they actually did do something like say invade Cuba, it would have likely involved it like the United States getting nuked. Oh, well, um, also it would have likely been. Number one, Florida, right? Wait, so, so Cuba had <laughs> who could say if it's actually a bad Cuba thing? Cuba had functional lost Florida nuclear capabilities. Yeah, the the Soviet Union had had based nuclear missiles in, in a joint operation with Cuba in Cuba, um, and that the way that the the missiles were guarded, the standard protocol for Soviet guards was that they always had two soldiers always guarding where the where the where the munitions were stored. Oh, okay. Um, but, well, well, this is, well, this is, well, this Boris is, this and is, Yeltsin. But, Our favorite alcoholic. But, but the, the guys who don't, who, who didn't drink the, the alcohol from the radar unit. So the not Russians. Their, yes. Um, but, but because like the, um, the, the aerial photography had showed that there was Ooh, only one, bomb. that there was only one guard at the missile site on the, on the what was supposed to be where the munitions were held, right? They believed that that indicated that they didn't actually have the missiles there. That is some fucking det- clue level detecting work. Well, that's well, that's what they did because, like, the the photography <laughs> was good enough that you, could, that, that you could actually see people on the ground. So Boys. it was just sort of like I don't. So, so it's like they have the web. Why didn't they just go on Google Maps? They could have seen them from there. <laughs> Wow, bro. Um, it, Come on, it, man. You're at least 10 years before Google Maps ever got their first satellite <laughs> in orbit, okay? Unrealistic, Steve. Um, in a 1966 FBI document, um, a Colonel Boris Ivanov, who was the chief of the, the KGB residency in New York City at the time of the assassination, uh, stated that he believed that it had been carried out by an organized group, not alone individual. Um, the same document stated... Officials of the Communist Party of the Soviet Union believe there was some well-organized conspiracy on the part of the ultra-right in the United States to effect a coup. Um, much later, a, um, a high-ranking Soviet bloc intelligence defector, Lieutenant General um, Ion uh, Mihai uh, Pasepa, um, said that he had a conversation uh, with Nikolai Kochescu, um, who told him about 10 international leaders uh, the Kremlin killed or tried to kill including Kennedy. He claimed that among the leaders of Moscow satellite intelligence services, there was a unanimous agreement that the KGB had been involved in the assassination of President Kennedy. Um, Pesepa later re- uh, released a book programmed to kill Lee Harvey Oswald, the Soviet KGB, and the Kennedy assassination in 2007. Um, See, these here's re- the thing. Like, I, can, I can almost believe this to an extent just because we know that Lee Harvey Oswald... Uh, defected or attempted to defect whatever the fuck to the Soviet Union. 
Um, so, you know, it would almost stand to reason that the KJB may have had people who were in contact with Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, the KJB. Um, yeah. The KJB. You know, <laughs> they may have had somebody that was in contact with him to, to, to try to goad him into, you know, uh, you know, you know, actually, you know, getting up there and setting it up and, and, and you know, pulling the trigger. That well, said, do I think that they actually have the ultimate, you know, blood on their hands? Uh, of course not, because we know that that belongs to Agent George Hickey, who was in the limousine <laughs> behind the JFK. <laughs> who had just got done shopping at KGB Toys <laughs> and bought a new rifle. Where a boy check can be a boy check. <laughs> it's nerf or nothing. What? It's nerf or nothing. <laughs> But you have to remember that uh, Nikolai uh, uh, Nikolai uh, Kochescu is is not really a, like a reliable source on that because he was the uh, the dictator of uh, Romania um, during um, uh, during the Cold War and um, Romania had sort of carried on a separate path from the Soviet Union. They they were not really uh, closely allied with the Soviet Union, um, and he was also a um, an, an idiot. Kochescu. Yeah. Ceausescu. Okay, yeah, yeah, Is he the one that got pulled out of the courtroom and executed with him and his wife? Yeah, they, yeah. they tried and convicted them of, of sabotage and genocide. And they, like, got, they got, like, got tried, convicted, and were immediately dragged outside the courtroom into, like, a courtyard and just shot to death right there. Yeah, they were... Oh, my they God, were, no appeals process whatsoever. <laughs> they were uh, they were executed on uh, Christmas Day, oddly enough. God, yeah. 1989. Zero appeals chances. <laughs> um... So, so he could most likely just be just be talking shit. Cause he's he's one of those like, like we got to build the biggest like whatever to to be like the best nation in the world. Well, like the rest of his country is <laughs> so, living in like abject poverty. It's like Bolsonaro. <laughs> well, I mean, he actually built something. So that's true. <laughs> Let's destroy I I, the rainforest. I don't, I don't think he was also you know not literally full of shit. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, so those are uh, the major conspiracy theories as to the assassination of Kennedy. Uh, we know where where Ryan falls. You damn uh, right. We know where where <laughs> Steve falls. Uh, Pretty sure. And and where I fall. Tune in next week. No. Oh, um, I'm saying we really doing week three. <laughs> no. Fuck no. Um. So uh, I would I would say I probably agree. I I kind of think that Oswald wasn't planning on killing Kennedy. I think he was planning on killing the governor. I think he was oh, planning think on killing was... Connolly, and that okay. and that it was it, it ties into Ryan's that it was the Secret Service agent that accidentally shot oh. Kennedy, the fatal shot. You're with me. That's crazy. You with me? Because if you look at the apparently, like there, there's a good argument that he meant to assassinate uh, Connolly because of the way he shot. Because remember, he hits Connolly first. And he also had a journal entry that said he despite like he had multiple journal entries that were talking about how much he hated Connolly too. Never mentioned JFK ever, like not once. Because you have to remember, uh, Connolly was also like he he was like a far right guy, like like he was sort of big in like the John Birch Society and stuff like that. Right. Um, so he was um, he he was somebody that would have been on um, Oswald's radar more than Kennedy because remember Kennedy. It was like one of those guys that the far right claim is like secretly a communist and like all these other things. Mm. Right. Um, right. So he would be the more likely because um, because eventually he, he switches over to being a um, a Republican. 
Um, so it, it, it's also one of those things too, where like he's he's pretty far right, he's he's pretty hawkish, so he probably would have been more of the target. And and the fact that he was shot first also leads me to believe that that Oswald was probably aiming for him. That's and cr- then that's crazy. And then the Secret Service said, "Uh oh, someone's shooting," <laughs> and the driver hung over from the night before out partying on the Dallas nightlife scene. We've all hits been the there. gas. Guns the gas. George Hickey, the man, the myth, the legend himself, holding that brand new AR, just still reeking of gun oil, just lubed up the night before. He's not ready. That car lurches. He goes back. His finger hits that trigger, and blow! Headshot. I smell like gun oil. (laughs) I've been oiled up. And then Oswald's sitting up there in his little sniper nest, and he says, Oh, shit. Uh, no, he says, Oh, fudge. <laughs> ah, well, I didn't mean to do that, Dad, doll. <laughs> I'm going to jail uh, forever. We better beat feet. <laughs> forever. So anyway, the ultimate conclusion of the podcast is JFK's dead, and we don't know who did it. Good night. <laughs> but it's been and on that note, here. sleep soundly. <laughs> Evening. Bye. Bye.